Hey, it's Talk Comics to me. We're, we're back. We're back. This is Champ Champenstein. It's Heather Hadfield. Uh, we're doing a little quickie because we didn't have a chance to record the other week. As we have said before, life is just something. We're tired. Chaotic. Bro. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Um. So we just picked a few comics we want to talk about, which still ended up being like a hefty amount of books. A whole week. Minus three. <laughs> yeah. I have like minus five. Um, it's fine. We're just going to do a cute little rapid fire review of all of these. So. Yeah. Heather, you take it away then. Let's get into it. Uh, this is Legion of X. This is issue number three. Um, Nightcrawler and his team are investigating some weird things that have been happening um, in Krakoa and Arako. Uh, Nightcrawler himself is trying to find a god that went missing from Arako, who I'm pretty sure is Loki. Based off of the stuff that happens in this issue, I'm pretty sure it's Loki. Okay. Um, but I'm just going to show you my proof. Okay. But yeah, it's there's just that's pretty much what's going on is um, there's like a few different groups of the the Legion who are doing different things. There's uh, one what is it called? Skin. Where's that from? There it is. Um, of course, I'm not going to be able to find it. All the people that are in it. No, I know, but it's the name that they gave oh. the the bad guy or whatever, but. I'm not going to get into it. But yeah, there's Skinjacker. A Skinjacker, a.k.a. Switch, is body hopping from mutant to mutant and mutilating them. So they were able to, like, corner him within Banshee's body, but they don't know where he went, like, or, like, what he's doing, what's happening, any of that kind of stuff. So they're also, like, investigating that. But. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's Loki. And then there's, like, a whole... There's, like, dialogue at the beginning that just sounds like snarky shit he would say. So, yeah, that's it. Um, but, yeah, this is Legion of X. This is um, also kind of leading up to, I believe, the stuff that's going to be happening in Judgment Day. I'm not sure, like, how tight this story is going to be with, like, that event. Yeah. Considering, um, well, I don't want to spoil anything. I accidentally read the first issue of Judgment Day, so I'm not going to say anything because I almost just did stuff that happened. <laughs> but, anyway, do you want me to go again? I can go. Okay. Since we both have, like, a few that's... Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one I have is Promethe. Uh, this is issue number one. This is just a story about a woman who has been having futuristic visions, uh, and the government is trying, or somebody is trying to stop the future. Uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know if I liked it or not. It wasn't, I like the art a lot, and I like the colors a lot. The story was interesting, but I probably wouldn't, like, add it to my fold just because I have too much and it wasn't, like, that intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you like kind of, like, sci-fi, sci-fi space stuff, if you like, like I don't know, like, Contact. I don't know how many I people. that movie. I was like, I don't know how many people <laughs> still, like, watch or know about Contact. But I feel like that's, it's kind of in that same kind of realm, realm but different. Okay. Because it feels like there's also, I don't know, there isn't a family dynamic yet, so maybe. How many popcorns? Three. Okay. I mean, that's fine. I don't know if we're doing three out of five. Three out of however many you want. Okay. Three is three. Three out of three. Three out of five. Three. Okay. All right. Um, I have the tiger's tongue. This is issue number one. Uh, This is about a kingdom of people who are given the gift of the tiger's tongue, which is... uh, prophecy 
essentially. So what happens is it's passed down from, um, I don't know, ruler to ruler and stuff. Um, but the problem in this story is there are a set of twins that are born and only one of them can get it. So they kind of, they have to fight each other, I guess, in a way. It's not quite clear on like what's going to be happening. Um, one of the sisters was obviously very prepared to rule and mm-hmm. the other one was like fine with it. Like, okay, now I don't want to do that. But because of the rules of prophecy and the the gift that is passed, they have to, one of them has to be eliminated. It's not something that is chosen or hmm. like, yeah. So it's just kind of an introduction on like what the tiger's tongue is, how the gift was given originally, like what the history of the kingdom and then what's going to lead from there. Um, I really, really liked this one. I thought it was, um, it's a fantasy story, obviously, yeah. but like it's not white fantasy, which I, I thought was very, it was cool. It was a very yeah. nice little twist to it. And I, I like tigers. I was obsessed with tigers when I was little. So I thought that whole thing was really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I first started reading it, I was like, the tiger tongue is kind of like a dumb name. But then after reading it, I was like, no, that's actually really fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, okay, so I have Sabretooth. This is number five. This ends the series. I really, really enjoyed. Um, it does pick off, pick off, mm-hmm. pick up in a s- new series called Sabretooth and the Exiles. Uh, so basically, Sabretooth escaped. Um, he is on a boat and is kidnapped and taken into prison, uh, the Orcus prison where they keep a bunch of mutants. And then Doug sends the group that was in uh, Sabretooth's hell in the pit with him to get him. Um, There's a little twist. Toad and Nanny have also been put into the pit. So there are more of them joining this kind of little crew to go chasing after Sabretooth. Um, There's a really funny part because... uh, I am blanking so hard. (laughs) Destiny and Mystique catch Sabretooth before he's about to get on the boat and start fighting him. And then Destiny's like whispers into Mystique's ear like about something that's going on. And they're like, all right, go ahead. We're choosing chaos. And it's just like, all right, it's really interesting. Um, It kind of ends with Mystique asking if, um, can it, can a truly bad man ever do a good thing? And Irene says, I'm hoping so. And so it's interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. I think, it, you know, once again, we're kind of seeing this dynamic of, like, we know that Sabretooth is a bad person, like, but can I, can he overlook his, like, self-centeredness and just kind of being a generally terrible person to do the good that he needs to do it kind of reminds me of like what's been happening with omega red lately like the same kind of thing like he was given a choice like you can continue what you're doing or you can actually help your people and like live and exist and like Mm -hmm. thrive not not the same obviously yeah because Sabretooth is still like in this world like i mean he escaped the island without like trying to help the people that like he said he was going to help like mm -hmm. the people who were trapped with him um so he really was looking out for himself and he is truly somebody I think who is like incredibly like 
self-centered but i do i do like this interesting idea of like i i will continue i will get the next series and mm-hmm. see what happens okay so i'm finished um, or i'm excited to get finished with it like caught up yeah i think it it's definitely worth it um and i really liked this a lot as i was reading it was clearly one of those things where i was like mm, there's gonna be more because mm-hmm. you can't just like end it right and i thought there was gonna be six issues like i didn't realize there was only five but at least they're picking it up yeah. still and like yeah. continuing it um and next i have a little trade called young men in love this is a little anthology store anthology book um with different queer romances and different different creators i really really like um it was really good each story is like oddly wholesome and cute like even the stories i didn't like it was like Mm -hmm. well it's fun like it's fun and I don't, like, really care if it's not, like, the best of the best. Like, it, right. I still enjoyed myself. It's still, like, a, a cute little story. Overall, like, I, I've, I've really enjoyed all of it, so. Did you have a favorite story? Just uh, so I know when I get around to reading it. The one that's written by, uh, let me see if I can find it. Ned, Ned Barnett, another name. Okay. That is my favorite, but... I think if once you read it, you would obviously know why it is my favorite. Okay, because it is very much a a story that hits close to home for me, and, and I think is like I don't know, it's really good. I really love it. Um, but yeah, I would really, really highly suggest it. Like a lot, it was worth it. Like twenty dollars, lots of lots of content, like lots of creators that I like, I really enjoy and. I've been looking forward to it anyway, so. All right. Very good. Gay stuff. It's queer. <laughs> um, so next we have Starhenge. This is issue number one. Uh, this is a book. This is a book by Liam Sharp. This was something Heather and I were really looking forward to. Um, I think we'll probably keep this as short as possible because we've already gone too long. Um, I did not like this. I, I didn't either it was kind of a disappointment the the art was incredible art was great yeah if they if i don't know if it could somehow have the story strictly with just the art i i would have loved it like it would have been 100 percent. but the the dialogue and the narration it just wasn't wasn't my bag baby yeah i just did not enjoy it it was hard to get through It, it was not very well written which was unfortunate the idea was cool but honestly at this point i couldn't tell you what it was supposed to be about because there's just so it's just not not done very well the idea that magic has died and in one world but exists in another dimension within the same world and somebody has sent a prince and sent sent off to get it um yeah it's like I, I said to you and many people, it's just a book. It's a book that really needed an editor. Um, I really think if Liam Sharp had worked with, and I feel really bad everything say, saying all this, but because like yeah, the art was great. But if Liam Sharp had worked with like a, a different writer and had somebody else write like this idea, I think it would have actually been better, like a co-written story. Yeah, I agree. Um, just because I, you can very much tell that like he is not a writer which is fine like mm-hmm. sometimes you can do one thing and not the other and sometimes you can do both sometimes it just takes a little bit of like oomph and somebody else to help you mm-hmm. out um and i think that's really just like what this book needed like it's good like within like the idea of what the story was supposed to be 
yeah, the art was phenomenal. It just, yeah. Yeah, it definitely could have benefited from, like, the idea being given to someone else and written that way. I 100% agree. Um, so, yeah, that's not a book that I'm going to continue. And that's very unfortunate because, like Champ said, we were both very excited mm-hmm, for that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, so it's fine. But you win some, you lose some, yeah, you know? No offense to anybody involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is DC vs. Vampires. This is issue number seven. Came back after a little bit of a break. Um, after the events of issue number six, our heroes and baddies are making their next move. Yeah. Lots of deaths, lots mm-hmm. of lives. This also um, does tie into the Hunters one shot. Mm-hmm. Or was it? No, it was... Killers. Killers. Yeah, sorry, the, Killers. The Killers one shot with uh, Harley Quinn. And then next week there is like a little mini series called All Out War that is also happening. Lots of DC vs. Vampire stuff. Um, I really hope that they don't overdo it like it's gonna become bloated yeah, yeah. I, I really hope so too because I this is one of my favorite stories at the moment and I just it's gonna become like DC's I just know it which speaking of DC's is gonna be back soon yeah it's like it's not bad just like just too keep much it, just keep like, it keep it tight mm-hmm. like keep it like the 12 issue series I guess plus this mini series we'll see just don't do too you don't much need to go all out please bro. Um, and so now we have Once in Future. This is issue number 27. Um, this is actually one of the reasons we're talking about this is because we love this series, first of all. Mm-hmm. Great, great stuff. Beautiful team. Um, but it is also coming to an end here in three issues. Mm-hmm. Number 30 is the last one. Um, so I'm excited. Like, I'm really excited to see how it wraps up. And I think this issue was, like, much different than a lot of the other issues. And I... I really liked it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be excited, but also just very bummed out when yeah. it ends. Um, yeah. I I feel like they should have waited to do that hardcover because there was only, there was twenty five issue twenty issues in it or whatever oh, in yeah. the hardcover. I don't think they realized that the story was going to be ending as quickly as it was before they put that. I, I'm not complaining. I would buy it again in a heartbeat. I don't care. Yeah, I didn't but, even think about that. Yeah, it just seems like they should have waited to put all of the issues into one, but I'll spend more money. I don't care. I do care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next we have Saga. This is number 60. This ends the story arc after its uh, awaited return. This issue did, like, have a very, like, heavy weight to it, um, and I did feel, like, a little emotion, but I also didn't care still. Yeah. Um, it is also going on another hiatus until January. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Ho- hopefully. And that's what, you know, they said, they gave us a date last time and they didn't stick to it, so we'll see. Um, the one thing I did like about this issue was that Marco was finally addressed, and, and that's the only thing. Yeah, it does seem like they haven't really, like, addressed the grief that comes with, like, losing a parent or mm-hmm. losing a spouse. Like, they kind of briefly touch on it in a few issues, but yeah. it isn't something that they really deal with, like, head on. And I know that we had that time jump when we came back. That makes sense. But for people who, like, dealt with that, and while we did get a time jump, we didn't experience everything with them in between. So we went from, like, what happened then and then them not talking about it at all. And I don't think that was fair for us as readers. Like, that's... 
Yeah, I think it doesn't fill in the blanks. I also just yeah. feel like it it doesn't do a, it doesn't do a very good job of filling in the blanks where everybody is at after you leave off. Mm-hmm. Like because it is one of those things where it's like if you are gonna do a time jump, like just give us something, give yeah. us like some details, a little bit of details. Yeah, it was just kind of. I mean, both of the things that happened were just kind of brushed over from our perspective, like how we were reading it. Like they, it didn't matter. So even like him, back. even him talking to Marco's mom, yeah, was kind of just like, oh, this thing happened. Well, see you later. Yeah, like, I don't know. I I don't understand why it took so long for like that thing to be addressed because I I feel like that was big enough that it should have been talked about like right away. But it's and maybe that's part of the reason why I'm just I don't have interest is because I I feel like it should have it should have been done differently. Like it should have been handled differently because, well, I mean, those first two issues were kind of like really poorly written in the first place and pretty bad. Um, which, yeah, we have talked about that before, but I am just like, uh, I think I just said this. I'm going to stick on for probably one more story arc to see like what, what's happening and if it changes. I'll I'll probably read it, but I am also just like, I, I don't want to buy it for myself. I don't just I just don't care, mm-hmm. and I don't and I don't like this like this homeless idea that they're gonna they're gonna go into. Yeah, there there are a lot of things that they chose to do that I'm just not not into. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so we have the closet next. This is issue number two. Uh, this is a James Tynan joint and Gavin Fullerton does the art and Chris O'Halloran does the colors. Um, I, I'm i gonna have to shut the door because Christopher's voice travels. Mm-hmm. We'll just talk about this briefly. This is just about a monster in a closet that keeps following um, the little kid in the story. Um, they end up, the family, mom, dad, son, end up moving like across the country and stuff. And you think that the monster is gonna be gone, but that is not entirely the case. But you also get to know kind of like the background of the marriage between the people and how the dude is kind of a turd yeah and the guy sucks mm-hmm. um i really like this book a lot i do too um and it is one of those like it is only going to be three issues so i'm excited to see like what they're going to do within those three mm-hmm. issues but also at the same time like i'm kind of stressed out because like what are they going to do with those three issues and also like i feel so bad for the kid i do too i do too it's like a whole monsters inc situation <laughs> oh. Uh, this is Twig. This is issue number three. Um, this is one of my favorite series right now. I it's love it so much. so cute. Um, I love Twig. He's just on an adventure to basically save the world. Like, the weight of the story is, like, there, but it's told in such a way. And through the art and, like, Twig's eyes, it's, like, so very, like, Innoc- haphazard. Yeah. And, like, yeah, innocent. And, mm-hmm. like, it... It's silly when it's not supposed... Like, it's also not silly. Um, yeah, I love it so much. Scotty Young is very good at... He's a very good storyteller. Yeah, I was going to say, like, phenomenal. Um, I was expecting it to have the same kind of feeling as Middle West, but we should know that, like, not every story is the same. While there are some, like, deep feelings to it, they're all going to be told differently. So I'm just... It is so good. Yeah, I just love... Yeah, just a... Uh, Perfect. Beautiful story so far. Um, so this is Poison Ivy. This is issue number two. I 
I really like this as well. Like, you chose this as one of your, your picks, but mm-hmm. I really like this issue. I really like the, like, Har- Har- Harvey <laughs> Poison Ivy uh, having to deal with, like, the gray area of humanity and how not everybody is necessarily, like, bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the decision that she's making and, like, why she has to continue with it. And it also, I, I loved the part, like, near the end where she's kind of talking about, like, the her emotional downfall because of losing her Queen Ivy, like, powers mm-hmm. and stuff. And I feel like, I mean, I, I can't speak for everyone, but if I were in that situation, I would understand that, too. Because you have, like, everything at your fingertips and you can do what you need to do to survive and to have your loved ones thrive. And then all of a sudden it's just ripped away from you without your permission. Mm-hmm. Like, that would fuck me up, too. And, I, yeah, I feel like it's handled very well in here. Um, just makes her seem very human. Yeah, for really sure. I really like it. Uh, last. For I had to qu- talk about this one. Our quick, our quick boy run. Uh, this is Batman 125. Our best friend Ship is on Batman, mm-hmm. which is wild. Yep. Um, and Jorge Jimenez is on the art. Mm-hmm. My and, boy. And I, I will say I enjoyed this a lot. Um, I mainly enjoyed the art. I love, I love a grotesque penguin, which is exactly what I got. He looks great. Um, I really love that he's dying from mercury poisoning. That's fucking phenomenal. Um, just a very good story so far. First issue, there's like a big thing that happens in there that kind of like shocked me with how abrupt it was. Mm -hmm. And like, this this is your first issue in Chip. What are you doing? Yeah. I I don't know. Like I liked it and I didn't like it. I, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I just didn't have any other, like, didn't have, like, strong feelings either way. Because it just felt like very much a Batman story. Yeah. Which is fine. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I... The art is really one of the things that, like, sold me for the the book itself. And I obviously will read it. Yeah. He was the whole reason I started reading Batman. Like, Mm -hmm. the Joker War, I could not stop, like, flipping through it and looking at, like, how bad the bad guys looked like mm-hmm. how evil they actually did and i just he does a phenomenal job yeah and the colors are really like mm-hmm. solid on it too um and then the backup story is a little catwoman story also written by chip mm-hmm. and that's it yeah those are most of our books from last week uh so we hope you enjoyed this little quick shooter quick shoot em, uh non-rant game and well, you know, support your local libraries, support your local comic shops, uh, take care of your friends, do good things, be good to other people, even strangers. Mm-hmm. Just make your future self proud. All right. We love That's you. All. Bye. We're going to go watch Buffy.